Seal Show. I'm Mina Seals and I'm out of breath. <laughs> I'm old, but happy, happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Everybody out there. Uh, nails. What's up? You can go ahead and talk while I catch my breath. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> We're going to get into some black human news this hour. Our first story. We're going to talk about the superintendent of an Iowa school district who told a teacher, well, I'm going I'm to wait for y'all to hear exactly what this teacher was told. You might be infuriated. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when you listen to it, I'm curious how you guys receive it and if it's any different than how I received it. So I want to make sure that you guys get to listen to that. So make sure you stick around. Uh, actually, we're we're in a very kind of a learning curve this hour. What else we got talking about? <laughs> well, we'll talk about the power of learning. <laughs> mm, of community learning. Now, I really thought this was interesting because it's a, a woman on Instagram and she was talking about how this professor realized that his black students were not picking up the information the same as his Asian students because they were learning differently. And it's something that you can correct. So I think this is a really good story to to put in there. And, you know, Nail, the reason why I feel like it's important that we do these stories is because I feel like so much of the nation is getting, like, drowned out in this idea of, oh, we don't need to go to school, like, teachers are pointless, like college is whack and I feel like that's a brainwash to just really try and keep people dumb because notice that all the people that are in power um, in making the most trouble like I mean don't get me wrong Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert are idiots who didn't go to school <laughs> but uh, Ron DeSantis <laughs> he went to Yale yeah yeah okay like these are people that got not only educations, but they got like the highest quality educations. And they're here telling you that your kid doesn't need a teacher who's certified. Mm. Think about that. What else are we talking about? Well, in our relationship segment, is the old school traditional lifestyle too boring and too routine? A lot of people chiming in. We're going to unravel this and uh, connect it to these two celebrities so you can see it in your own context. Now, when you think of the two celebrities we're talking about, put them in your mind right now. Who do you think we're talking about that live a too, too boring, too routine, old school, traditional style? Stick around to find out if we're talking about the ones you're thinking about. Now, stay connected with us 24-7 on socials at Seal Said It and give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Also, want to remind y'all that the Smart, Funny, and Black Productions residency program is opening for applications. If you are interested in working with my company this summer in the disciplines of either graphic art, digital marketing, editing, or comedy writing, then you should apply. It's a great opportunity for you to not only network with other folks, for you to explore a passion of yours or a career path of yours for you to build up a portfolio in those areas and of course to get the opportunity to work with me because guess what I have a habit of hiring folks that have come through the residency into my company so if you want to apply for the residency all you gotta do is go to amandaseals.com and the deadline is March 31st for the Smart Funny and Black Productions residency alright it's time to listen live and learn it's the Amanda Seals Show Back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. And, uh, you know, I like to think we get an opportunity to teach, right? And we do have to do that with Black Hurt News. But I feel like these teachers is on, they're, 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 they're being manhandled. Tell, well, you know what? Let me stop talking, Nails. Please. Yeah. Tell well, there's a video that was posted up on Twitter of a teacher in a chat with a superintendent of the Fairfield Community School District. Her name's Lori Nell. Like, she breaks down why she feels like she doesn't know if teachers can say slavery was wrong. Listen to this audio real quick. To say slavery was wrong, that's not a fact. That's, that's a stance. Is it right. acceptable for me to teach students that slavery was wrong? The part with critical race theory is that we can say this is what happened, but in my opinion is here is what happened in our history. And we we had people that um, that were slaves within our state. We're not supposed to say to them, how does that make you feel? We can't, or does that make you feel bad? We're, we're not to do that part of it. That, that, um, sorry, is, to say, is slavery wrong? I really need to delve into it to see, is that is that part of what we can or cannot say? 
I really, okay. Here's what I hear when I see, when I hear this video, my original listen was, is this teacher saying that he doesn't feel comfortable saying that slavery is wrong? And does he, does he not feel comfortable because of his own like ideals or is it because of him not wanting to get fired? And you know, this is the superintendent that he's talking to Mm -hmm. and she don't sound clear either. And it makes me really concerned when we have teachers that are so unsure of what their role of as teachers, because the legislation has become so involved in their classrooms that they can't even get on the same page on whether or not as a teacher, yeah, you know, like teach <laughs> yeah, that they can't yeah. say whether or not slavery is bad. And the scary part is this is kind of like the direction where the country's going with all these legislatures touching the education system and and telling teachers what they can and can't teach. Like, imagine this when when we were kids. I had the best teachers challenge us to consider beyond just the information. Yeah. The best teachers I had were the teachers that had us do what's called critical thinking. And when mm. you were doing critical thinking, you are critiquing behaviors and actions based on a number of things, like based on the time it took place in, you know what I'm saying? Like based on the law, based on the um, the needs of the people, Like, that's a thing. And I don't feel like teachers are getting the opportunity to do that anymore. It's almost as if if you challenge kids to think critically and it makes them feel uncomfortable that then you you're wrong. I would just say case in point, like with one of my teachers in high school, like I learned a lot more in my grading years in high school than I did at school than I did from, you know, things that was back at home. Like case in point, my first true my first black male teacher, his name was Jamie Robinson. He was so inspirational to me. He inspired me to want to go to college because I wasn't looking to go to college. He inspired me to go pledge alpha. Like he inspired me to do things to make better choices in my life. It seems like today those teachers, they don't have that. It's 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 scary for them because some of them don't feel comfortable being that impactful in these kids lives because legislation is stopping them from doing it. I feel like that's a loss. You know, you spend more time at school than you do at home. And what they try to trick people into thinking, Nails, is that mentioning the real realities of our history and the ways in which black people were harmed is being critical of America and that we shouldn't be critical of America. Mm. And that, honey chow, <laughs> is the most dangerous indoctrination because that's how we end up seeing America do the same thing over again and don't think it can't happen. Boom. What a great way to start a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. We got more Amanda Steele show when we get back. And we're gonna we're gonna turn it up. We're gonna talk about the positive power of community learning. We love talking about community. We're gonna talk about it when we get back. The Amanda Steele show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Steele Show. I am Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, right here with DJ Nails. And uh I thought this was an interesting story. Tell the people about this. Yeah, so check this out. This was on the internet right here about the power of community learning. Now, this lady, she breaks it down really quick about how a professor learned that two different student groups were learning differently. I'm gonna try to tell the shortest version of this story possible. Years ago, there was a famous mathematician. His name was Yuri Treisman, taught at UC Berkeley. And in his class, his Asian students were doing amazing and his black students were flaming out of that class. And so this bothered him. He asked his colleagues, why are they flaming out? And his colleagues gave him a bunch of answers like, well, maybe they came from unprepared schools. And he was like, nah, you can't get into this school without having like the academic chops, like something is up. So he asked his black students, he said, can I observe you for the next couple of weeks and just see how you're engaging with this material? And what did he find? He found that the black students were actually studying more than the Asian students. But the key was they were studying alone. And the Asian students were studying in community. What's my point? Stop trying to do everything by yourself. Stop struggling in isolation. Stop pushing help away. Stop feeling like I don't need anybody. Like, no. You know what? I hear where she's coming from, but I don't think that's a lot. I don't even think that's just the reason. I think, honestly, folks who may not have learned in this type of style may not even know that this is an option. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Joan Fuller. She was uh, one of our best professors when I was an undergrad at Bethune-Cookman. And she was one of the professors that encouraged us to do group learning. 
when we were studying for stuff to do stuff together. So we did that. And, and, and I, I strongly feel like if we didn't do that and I didn't learn that style, I implemented it with other subjects and other classes as well. I wouldn't have graduated on time from Bethune-Cookman. I mean, I understand. You know, the reality is that when we are working together as a group, it allows us also to like not have all the pressure on us. And that's the other part of it that I think a lot of folks don't necessarily understand. Like I have definitely had situations where I'm in a group setting and I understood something that someone else didn't understand, but then they understood something that I didn't understand. I mean, I'm not going to lie to y'all. We used to cheat in my English class. Okay. We used to cheat, but it was not. But when I say, when I say we used to cheat, it was more so that we just, we, we took the test as a group. I mean, that's really what it was. It wasn't like somebody had the answers. It was that it was like, well, Julia know that you know, I don't know it. And then uh, what's his name? Michael knows something that, that that I don't know. But then I know something that Heather don't know. And I mean, yeah. we, <laughs> we like and I honestly, I really think our teacher, Miss Poro, I think she knew this. I genuinely think that, she that knew teacher knew that because <laughs> she would leave the room. She would leave the room in the middle of a test. And we she were in like a conservatory program together. She absolutely was going to leave. She would leave the room and it'd be like, did anybody understand that? Like, I mean, I have a picture from that class that was taken during a test when she left the room. It's like Mike Walker's over there by Keely Pointer, like Mike Scott is over there by Julia. Like, listen, but I say all of that to say that it really was helpful to have other people. And I will tell you this too. I hear a lot of folks say stuff like, I don't need to go to school because I can just read on my own. It's very different reading something on your own than working together as a group, Mm -hmm. you know, because when you work together as a group, y'all, you are getting other folks' perspectives. And that is so helpful. It's critical thinking. It's critical thinking. So anyways, um, we talked a lot about teaching. So shout out to all of our educators that are listening. We appreciate you and thank you for your service. All right. When we get back, we're going to talk about some relationships. Is an old school style of relationship boring? Well, what's an old school style couple that you can think of? We'll talk about them when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, right here. Your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, DJ Nails. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some relationships. Well, we, we saw this up on Twitter, and this is about Russell and Sierra, Russell Wilson and Sierra. And it points out that before he married her, she portrayed this Christian traditional wife. And then after he put a ring on her, she had the, and she had the babies and stuff like that Christian stuff that stay at home. The modest off the scene life got boring to her. So just how we just saw her turning up with the uh, with the inmates down in, in, in Florida alongside Russell doing the Christian thing. But I follow them on social media and they have been posting a lot of like sexual innuendos and all types of stuff. Like it's not the Christian thing no more. I mean, listen, remember Steve, Steph Curry and his wife was doing the same thing. All of a sudden oh, we were wow, seeing like man. Steph Curry and Aisha Curry. And, you know, I don't think anybody really want to be looked at as like the granny couple. Unless they really trying to be the granny couple, which is why you saw Sierra at the Vanity Fair Oscar party with a booty out. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we just saw her in the pulpit in the prison. Okay, she was in the prison pulpit the other day and now she got a booty out. So, listen, I think there's also the reality that like old school traditional lifestyle is like a weird way of looking at like, hey, I'm with my husband and I like him. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, you know, so I'm not out running the streets all the time. I'm not out, you know, hanging out like I like being home and I like raising my kids. (laughs) Like that doesn't have to be considered like old school, traditional. I think it's also just like to each their own. And you have phases. And and now that I'm thinking about it, didn't they have like a little Sierra prayer or something like that? Praying for a man to come in their life. (laughs) Let me tell you something about the Sierra prayer. After she went through future, she had to do a whole other cleanse. You understand? Because all of us have had a past that was slowed down by a future. Okay. Ooh, you get ooh. that? That was a double entendre ooh. right there, y'all. Ooh. So then you got to do a reset. So you had to, she had to do her Sierra prayer. A lot of us have had to do a Sierra prayer. We were like, Lord, give me something else. Give me something different. I'm ready for what I, not just what I want, but what I deserve. I'm ready. I'm doing the work, Lord. I'm, I'm showing up every day, Lord. I'm here. I'm, I'm going to change. I will change. I, I have to change, Lord. And then poof, 
Russell Wilson. And God be like, watch this. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Poof. I mean, I did the Sierra prayer and my man's last name is Wilson too. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Look at God. (laughs) Look at God. So there you have it, y'all. There you have it. What are your thoughts? Give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. Is the old school traditional style a thing? Is it boring? You know, is it the kind of lifestyle that you pray in your Sierra prayer for? Hit us up. 1-855-262-6328. That's 1-855-AMANDA-8. Coming up next, we're going to take your calls on what Fat Joe said when he was talking about what John Morant's dad need to be doing instead of getting drunk at the games. And you know, when he talks, we listen. So keep listening right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Hump Day Wednesday edition of the Amanda Seals Show. I am Nails, and that is Amanda Seals. Now, we're going over here to the phones real quick because a lot of y'all been chiming in on Fat Joe recently blasting John Moran's dad, basically saying the man getting drunk during the game when he should be helping tell his son to calm the hell down. 855-AMANDA-8, 855-262-6328. Let's go to the phones real quick. I feel like John Moran's parents, dad, mom, whoever, positive influences around him need to help him uh, uh, understand what's really going on and what's happening. You know, I agree with Fat Joe. Uh, They definitely need to get his act together. And it's going to start with his dad. His dad don't need to be with him getting drunk and all this extra stuff. Nah, like, yeah, it's understood. Yeah, you got some money. Cool. But still act accordingly. Don't start acting out. You can do both. (laughs) Okay. Just say it. All right. Don't start acting out. (laughs) Say that. All right. Listen, Fat Joe was not wrong. You know what I'm saying? But I think that the question became like, is John Morant's dad expected to dad right now? You know? And I guess like at the end of the day, if you're going to be at the game and you're going to be benefiting off of your son, then you still owe a certain level of like attentiveness to him as a parent. If you see him going down a road. My mom always says that parenting is a, it never ends. It's you know? lifelong. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I think some people are like, my kid is 18. They're at the house. It's done. And it's like, nah, not really. And it's, that's some parents that end up in, to stay. in those situations where they have to tell the kids, I'm not one of your little friends. Well, you're acting like one of them right now. <laughs> Great addition to this right here. <laughs> you're acting like one of them right now. <laughs> There we go. That you heard that, John Morant, Daddy. That that right there. That right there. Now coming up next, we got Angie Stone next hour talking about pride. It's keeping D'Angelo from working with her. Mm, 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 mm. She has something to say, and we got the audio. So make sure you stick around to hear it right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. We. We are here all day on this hump day, bringing you the news and the facts and the laughs and all that good stuff. We got DJ Nails in the place to be, and we got some blacker news for you. Like, what's up? Our first story we're going to jump into as people get ready for spring break. Well, Mexico's president made a statement that a lot of people looking at him sideways like, what? Listen, I got to tell you, I am not really feeling Mexico right now. (laughs) That's real. (laughs) I'm not really feeling Mexico right now, but... You know, the president of Mexico, he, he's he got some things for us to hear. So we are going to we're going to share it with you. We're going to share it with you. Speaking of uh, someone who has things for us to hear, Angie Stone, what's she talking about? Yeah, well, she's saying that there's a reason why D'Angelo is not trying to work with her in 2023. You'll hear that audio from Angie Stone herself later on this hour. 
I am very not shocked by this, but I have I have a point of view. I have a point of view. That's why I have a radio show. I have a point of view. Um, also, New York City. A woman applies for a job she's doing after seeing it offered at a higher salary than she currently earns. Y'all, they be okie-dokin'. They be okie-dokin'. But you know what? She got the drop. So we're going to talk about it, right? We also got the big up and the let down coming at you. Big up, big up. Let down. So stick around for that and don't go anywhere because this is the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here and DJ Nails. People are thinking about vacation, right? We got a lot of people that are always like, okay, I want to travel, I want to travel. But Mexico, is that still a destination? That's a good question. You know, a lot of people getting ready to go out with these spring breaks. The president just said uh, Mexico is safer than the United States, even though we just covered four Americans that was kidnapped. Two of them were murdered and two were injured. But Mexico, the president said it's safe to come there and it's safer than the United States. I don't know that you can just say that and not be able to give like concrete reasons why. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he needed to say this is safer than the United States because blah, 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 blah. Now, I will say this. I know that he is not wrong when he says there's a campaign against Mexico from conservative U.S. politicians that don't want his country to keep developing for the good of the Mexican people. Facts, facts. But there's also like a very real exchange of narcotics and of bodies, right, of people that Mm -hmm. happens at the border. There is obviously a very real threat of gang violence and cartel violence in Mexico. And from what I know of the black people that live in Mexico, they don't care about black lives any more than America cares about black lives. So Mm. I don't know that Mexico is any safer, but it's so... I'm not saying it's worse, but it's, I don't think it's safer. <laughs> like, damn sure. Ain't. <laughs> I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable going to Mexico at present. I'm, I've heard too many stories, too many stories about people getting kidnapped. And then hell, even the water over there right now, it ain't safe to drink. I, I've been told not to trust the water over in Mexico. Your girl, your girl ain't going, your girl ain't going. I'm going to hit up the Bahamas or something. Okay. <laughs> okay. What we got next nails. All right, so Angie Stone, remember the legendary Angie Stone? Uh, well, she and D'Angelo, they had a little fling back in the day, and people are wondering, you know, are we going to ever get some Angie Stone and D'Angelo songs together again? Well, she said, nah, and here's why. Let me tell you something, and I'm being 100. He would be a lot further ahead today. I'm not discrediting him. Please, don't misunderstand me. Everybody and their mama wish Angie and Stone and D'Angelo would get back together and work again. His pride as a man would not allow him to do that because he doesn't want to share the credit. Mm. I don't know. I mean, the reason why that's a weird statement to me is because, you know, they had a very rocky relationship, honey. Yeah. And I feel like that is where this stems from. (laughs) Well, also, she was like significantly older than him, you know, so I think there's probably a lot of resentment that he has now that he's matured about the ways in which maybe their relationship was mishandled. If that were the case, that's not pride. That's boundaries. Yeah. And, and who, I mean, but who would want to go back and work with their ex if it broke off in a negative way? I don't know anybody that would want to do I that. I mean, sometimes, well, sometimes it's like, you know what? The, the music is more important. The music, the art is greater. Mm. And if you can do it, then do it, right? But it's a lot of maturity to do that. And (laughs) There's a song in that. I I don't know. And also, like, at this point, I think there may be a little bit of a inequity, right? Like, when Angie Stone was dating D'Angelo, like, he was on the come up. Whereas I feel like now, like, D'Angelo is as known, if not maybe more known, yeah. Than Angie Stone. Yeah. So he may feel like, well, you know, back then I needed you and you could just kind of, you know, control the situation. But now you need me and I want to have more control of the situation. And I don't think that's unfair either. Mm. Mm. I'm interested to see. This is just us <laughs> talking at our necks. We <laughs> do not know anything about their personal life. But Sometimes, you know, you can kind of like take stories like this and use them as allegory, which is basically like less like teaching 
tools for like how you would deal with something in your own scenario. Cause mm-hmm. you're right. I don't have any exes that I feel like I could get in a room and do music with because I dislike them more than I like their talent. <laughs> no yeah. comment. Like the ex. Yeah. 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 You know, who. Yeah. the exes that, mm, that I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 There it is. I know y'all are like, who are they talking about? We're having an inside joke right now on the Amanda yeah, Seal show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we are <laughs> we are being very bold about our inside joke. <laughs> All right. Well, next up, talk about a bold move. A woman applied for a job she's doing after seeing it offered at a higher salary than she currently earns. That's crazy. To see that would make me lose my mind. We'll talk about it when we get back to the Amanda Seal show. The Amanda Seal show. We are. We are. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, DJ Nails. Let's talk about what this situation is in corporate America. Yeah, this happened up in New York. A 25-year-old woman named Kimberly Nguyen, right? So she says that the company she works for posted up a job on LinkedIn for a UX writer paying $32,000 more than she's currently making. However, this is the same job that she currently does right now. She applied for it. The company still hasn't gotten back to her, but... She said she'll probably end up getting fired because this whole debacle was seen on Twitter more than 12 million times. I don't blame her. Hell, I would have applied for it, too. Well, yeah. I mean, it's also just like, why is that even the case? I don't understand what the HR's explanation would be around this. She'd been asking for a raise for months and Mm. they're not giving it to her, but then they're willing to pay a new person. Let me tell you something. When I came to The Real, they were like, oh, they put me on the conference call with the girls and with the ladies and they were like, you know, we're bringing in Amanda Seals and everybody got very quiet and I was like very confused because, I mean, I was cool with all of them. So I thought they were going to be like, yay, but they were all dead silent and I didn't know what was going on. And so then it was very, very awkward. And we got off the phone and then aid called me and she was like, the reason why everyone's so quiet is because they've been telling us for months, for years now that they can't give us a raise, but they just found money to pay you. Mm. And that feels crazy. So I was put in the middle of that from day one. And I <laughs> felt like they had a right to be upset about that. Cause that is wild. Just like this woman has a right to be upset about that. And ultimately, these jobs definitely be on some funny styleness. But I will say if she hadn't asked for a raise that I wouldn't be as shocked because budgets change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Budgets change. And your role that you are hiring for may have also shifted. Like a social media manager in 2019 is different than a social media manager in 2023. Like Mm. in 2019, you didn't have to know how to do reels and editing and all that stuff because that wasn't part of social media. That was like a small part. Now that is social media. You got to damn near be a whole movie editor. Yeah. You know, so the job ends up, I guess, requiring more skills. So it should end up demanding more payment. If I was her, I'd go find something else. (laughs) You know what? Sometimes it's not that easy, but we shall see. We shall see. Maybe they'll just give her her raise. There's that too. There's that too. What would you all do? What would you all do if you saw that your job was offering the position to others paying more than what you were getting? What would you do? Hit me up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. 1-855-262-6328. When we get back, we have the bigger, bigger. Let down. Don't move. It's the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seal Show. Let down. Let down. It 
It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seals Show. Now, you're probably wondering what it is, all right? If you're just joining us on the podcast or on the radio show, this is where Amanda is about to salute somebody for doing something super dope. And, of course, with the good comes the bad. Somebody getting a blow for doing something whack with the letdown. Who you got today, Amanda? Well, today we have our... Big Up, Big Up. Going to... I don't know if I want to give it to New Jersey or to Harriet Tubman or maybe give it to both because a monument to African-American pioneer Harriet Tubman was unveiled in Newark, New Jersey. Mm. And the big up goes to it taking over a space where a statue of Christopher Columbus stood until that fateful summer of 2020. The uh, statue is designed by artist Nina Cook-John. And the monument recognizes Tubman's connection to the city and her leadership of the Underground Railroad. Now, I know people may not know this, but uh, this place, Columbus in New Jersey, is actually a known stop on the Underground Railroad. And for those of you who are not like the people on Real Housewives, the Underground Railroad was not an actual railroad. It was a... (laughs) Uh, connection of homes and people who ushered slaves underground, meaning like in in uh, secret to freedom. And uh, the the statue is called Shadow of a Face, and it is twenty five feet tall. And the Christopher Columbus statue was removed in June twenty twenty, following, of course the racial justice protests of George Floyd. So really happy to see that they have replaced this and that Harriet Tubman is going to be shining down on everybody in the uh, New Jersey square in New Jersey. So that is our big up. up. So if you're in Jersey, make sure you go and check it out. Today's letdown. (sighs) Celebrity stylist, La Roach has announced his retirement. And you know what? The letdown isn't him announcing his retirement because that could be joyful, right? Like that could be like, I've done everything I need to do. I bid you adieu. The letdown is that it feels like this is coming from a place of being hurt. He says, my Mm. cup is empty. Thank you to everyone who supported me and my career over the years. Every person that trusted me in my career over the years, every person that trusted me with their image. I'm so grateful for all of you. If this business was just about the clothes, I would do it for the rest of my life. But unfortunately, it's not. The politics, the lies and false narratives finally got me. You win. I'm out. And you know what? So it's a letdown anytime that the business gets in the way of the art. Any time. And I can definitely contend that this is a sentiment many of us feel. The fakery and the phony can definitely drive you crazy. Amen. And um, some have some have said that it may have been, you know, the fact that uh, Zendaya just signed a deal with Louis Vuitton. So I don't know. Maybe it's something having to do with that. And the truth is, a lot of people love La Roach. You know, you saw him on Legendary as one of the judges. He is the person who has made Zendaya a fashion icon, honey. Okay. And there were so many folks like in his comments that were like sad, you know, like Lisa Rinna, Maren Morris, Naomi Campbell, and the editor of British Vogue, Edward Enninful, said, you will always have a home at British Vogue. So who knows? Maybe this is just a career shift and he'll be in a different position. But La Roche is definitely a legend when it comes to the fashions. And I hope that this retirement is really just a phase and not final. But to everyone who made him feel like he could not carry out his art. Let down. Goes to you. (laughs) More of the Amanda Seal Show next. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seals Show is on your podcast, on your airwaves right now. And listen, man, we always have these phone lines wide open for you to just go ahead and just air all this stuff out. 855-AMANDA-8, 855-262-6328. Whether you want to chime in on an old topic or you want to tell us that you learned something this week or you just want to celebrate something and you want us to be part of your celebration. Yesterday, we talked about the IG post that said, are beauty standards for women different regionally? Well, the post said that Beyonce is the beauty standard in Houston. And we got a caller right now that's actually calling in from Houston to speak about it at 855-262-6328. Child, I agree with what she said, but I'm in Houston. So I think the standard uh, for Houston, Beyonce used to be the standard. But uh, Megan Thee Stallion is definitely the standard now. (laughs) Um, Mm. (laughs) 
<laughs> Told you. She said Megan Stallion standing now. I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, I think um, you got to always talk to the people in the city, right? To really yep. know what the standard is in that city. So Houston, I know y'all are listening out there. So let us know. Do you agree? Is Megan Thee Stallion the standard of beauty in H-Town? On the yeah. north and the south. Don't clown me for saying that. <laughs> the south side. South side. Yeah. All right, hit me up. 1-855-262-6328 and let me know. Coming up next, y'all, don't fret my, in, my lactose intolerant folks. They're about to have cowless dairy. What Ooh. does that mean? That means that people like you, Nails, can eat ice cream without having to stay home after. <laughs> Stick around right here at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this time. We shine. the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome to another hump day. I am Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Want to remind you that the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, is out today for your listening pleasure. And the episode title is Side Effects of Parents. Yeah, I know a lot of us are getting older. We're going to deal with our parents and it's a different dynamic and it's a, it's a process. It's a learning curve and I'm talking all about it. So you know what? If you want to sit in your car and nod your head like, yes, girl, yes. If you want to feel seen, then you got to listen to small doses. So go to wherever you get your podcast, listen to small doses. And if you want to watch small doses, then you can check us out tomorrow. They show premieres every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. Now, what do we have coming up this hour in Black Hurt News, DJ Nails? Well, it appears that President Biden just actually delivered on one of his campaign promises. And he said, do something, do something. Listen, listen, you know, I also know that he's doing this as a distraction for going forward with the Willow Project, the drilling project going on in Alaska, which is actually like a really bad idea and is very environmentally dangerous. That being said, I'm also going to make sure that we acknowledge this because this is actually very important as well. It just sucks nails that it's always like they, these politicians got to do something good and something bad at the same time. Yeah. The same big yeah. time. Can't just twirl. do something good and then just let it be that. Yeah. It's like, aha, look over there. Look over there. Look over there. And it's like, <laughs> ah. Anyways, what else we got going on? I'm, I'm about to do something real corny. Okay. Move over. <laughs> How single-celled yeast is doing the work of a 1,500-pound cow. Listen, this is breaking. This is groundbreaking for those of you who love the dairy things like the cheese and the butter and the ice cream, but you can't indulge. This could be really good for you. So stick around for that. Also, Glorilla and Finesse Two-Time Stampede Victims Family course they plan to sue as they should so we are going to get into that and uh and a bit more so make sure you don't go anywhere because this is the amanda seal show stay connected with us on social media at two sorry stay connected with us on social media 24 7 at seals said it and remember these stories that we're talking about on here you can always call us 1-855-AMANDA-8 and share your thoughts or most of them are posted on seals said it and you can go there and you can put in your two cents there as well because we've got a little community that's growing over there and we'd love to have you like i said this is the Amanda Seal Show. We're listening, we're laughing and learning, so don't move. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Remember, before we get into Black Hurt News, just want to remind everybody that I will be at the Hollywood Improv in Los Angeles this Saturday at 7 p.m. So if you want to catch some jokes, come out and catch your girl. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a good time. And I always love seeing your faces in the crowd because a lot of times it'd be like, you know, kind of stuffy white men. And that's not really who my comedy is for. So if you are listening and you are going to be in town in Los Angeles on Saturday, this Saturday, that's the one I'm talking about at 7 p.m. I will be at the Hollywood Improv. Come through. All right. Let's get into some Black Hero News. Well, our first story, President Biden, it looked like he just basically did what he was talking about on the campaign trail. He announced fresh federal measures to curb violence from guns 
And he just made a, an emotional cry out saying, do something, do something. He repeated that as well. He also signed an executive order that stiffens background checks to buy guns and promoting more secure firearms storage and ensuring law enforcement agencies got more out of bipartisan gun control law enacted last summer. First, this executive order helps keep firearms out of dangerous hands. As I continue to call on Congress to require background checks for all firearm sales. And in the meantime, in the meantime, my executive order directs my attorney general to take every lawful action possible to move us as close as we can to universal background checks without new legislation. Now, the the significance of this is when he says without new legislation, it means that a lot of times in order for things to happen, it has to become a law. And in order for something to become a law, it has to go through the House, then it has to go through the Senate, then it has to get signed off by the president. But when the president signs an executive order, he's saying, I'm pushing this through. And if they want to undo it, then they got to put it through the House and the Senate to undo it. Right. Mm. So there's a lot of executive orders that Trump signs, a lot of executive orders that Biden signed. And this one, like you said, is, you know, him carrying out what he said on his campaign trail was to us that he was going to, you know, be a president that challenged all of the gun violence that's going on in this nation. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? Do you believe in? Do you think it's going to do anything? The thing is, like, I, I, I see where he's trying to do this, but it's like there's still people out there that will illegally sell guns like at, you know, over there at the fairgrounds and stuff when they have the gun shows and stuff. There are people who will illegally still sell guns. OK, yes. But I want to present a scenario to you. Right. Mm-hmm. If you have a house at the bottom of a hill and there's water coming down the hill and someone says I can build a wall, but it's not going to stop all the water. It's only going to stop half of it. Would you prefer them to build a wall and only get 50% of the water? Or would you rather just say, don't build a wall at all and I'll just take all the water on? Build that wall. <laughs> build a wall. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, so the reason I say that is because you're right. There are people that will absolutely continue to do things illegally. However, there are a lot of people who won't. There is a lot of people who actually don't want to be a criminal and don't want to do anything illegally. And a law will stop them. Mm-hmm. And... The truth is, is that that's what this does. It kind of, it builds a wall. Like there's a lot of folks who only do the thing that they did because it was easy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no wall to stop them. There was Mm -hmm. nothing impeding them. So they were able to just do it. And I think that's the argument that a lot of us who are for gun control really are putting out there that it's like, yeah, there are going to be illegal people. I mean, illegal gun owners. There are going to be people who defy the law. There are going to be people who are enablers, but there's also simply something said for the reality that when you make it more difficult to do something, you weed out people. Let me know what you guys think. one 262 You think I'm being an idealist? You think I'm full of it? Uh, do you agree with me? Or do you think that uh, Biden is just on some BS? So there's that. Now, we were going to talk about move over and how single cell yeast and dairy products, etc. are affecting folks. But I would like to talk about that when we come back. So if you were waiting for that story, you got to wait a little longer. So stick right around. Stick right around. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and I've got some news for people who are lactose intolerant. Nails, let the people know. Yeast. Yo, people. Yeah, yeah people damn like sure you. is. <laughs> yeast. Mm-hmm. So they're single cell called um, yeast, uh, microorganisms. They're being used to produce milk proteins without the cows. And it produces the same proteins found in cow's milk, more sustainable uh, than traditional farming and produces less waste. You got Perfect Day and Impossible Foods. They're already using this technology to make plant-based dairy alternatives. And Nestle, Starbucks and General Mills, they've signed on to be customers in the future. So they're saying that this has the potential 
potential to revolutionize the dairy industry by providing a more sustainable and ethical alternative to traditional dairy farming. So for instance, like cattle for beef or dairy, it's actually said to be the number one agricultural source of greenhouse gases. So it's also like better for the people. And so for consumers that are concerned about climate change or animal welfare, you know, people have looked at, people have been waiting for like uh, lab grown meat because that's going to be something that, yeah. I know you you turn your nose up at it, but I've been watching it on Star Trek for so long that I feel like I, I'd be willing to eat it. But, um, they're saying that cultivated dairy could have the same impact on the environment with fewer regulatory hurdles to clear. Now, here's the thing. I don't know, but I under, to what, from what I understand, it would make it also easier for folks to digest who eat, you know, dairy and then have to poot it out. So, yeah. so <laughs> me, you know, I, I, I pray for y'all, you know, I feel for y'all. Cause that's, that's, that's rough. That's rough. When you got to make a decision about ice cream, like if I do this, what are the repercussions of this? You know, that's real. And I, I, I know that that's a doozy, but I will tell you this too, nails. Whenever I see like these like advancements in food, I'm not like quick to jump on it immediately. I think it's dope and I think it's possible. And I think it's great to hear that people are even making food advancements but remember what they said about soy y'all there was a time when soy came out and everybody was soy this soy that all you gotta yep. do is eat soy and then they came out and was like "Ooh, our bad soy is actually not that good for you cause <laughs> cancer and this that and that and you're just like dang but y'all was giving me soy everything so <laughs> yeah yeah exactly soy burgers soy milk all of that. Edamame. Listen. Yep. Yep. So now I'm like, let me beta test. Let me beta test. I'm going to be, I'm a, I'm, it's like iPhone. I never get the new iPhone when it comes out. I wait for the next round. I want the S. I'm the same okay? way with that one. I'm the same Not with that. It, Cause too glitchy, too glitchy. And I can't have my stomach being glitchy too. And this one involves yeast. Y'all, I ain't trying to be out here with all, with a bunch of yeast infections just cause I was trying to <laughs> <laughs> Loaves of bread all over people. <laughs> nobody want to be having to buy monostat to eat a cheese sandwich. Oh my god! <laughs> now, when we get back, we gotta talk about uh, Glorilla, Glorilla, and finesse two times. Unfortunately, you know there was a stampede at one of their concerts, and you know people passed away, and their victims. Families are apparently planning to sue. But me and Nails have some questions about that. So we're going to talk about it when we come back because maybe you all have some answers. Don't go anywhere. See Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals and I'm here with DJ Nails. Uh, so tell us what, what what's going on with the legalities around this tragedy at the Glorilla and Finesse two time show that took place. Ooh. Well, the family of one of the three victims of the stampede, and her name's Brandy Miller, they're planning on suing Glorilla and Finesse two times, and they're also trying to sue the venue and the club promoter for that stampede that happened on Sunday up in uh, New York, upstate New York. Now, that stampede is still being investigated. They're saying it might have been caused by pepper spray or threats of a gun being in there. The family suing Glorilla and Finesse two times, that just is weird to me. It's like they're suing the artist that's not responsible for the concert. Um, yeah, like I was really surprised to see that too, because I don't think that the artists should be involved because they're not determining the security measures that failed. Right. Like the venue is doing that and the promoter is doing that. And I guess they have to involve the artists because for legality reasons, I'm not sure what those particular legality reasons are, but I just, in terms of like their financial responsibility, I just wonder why they would be financially re responsible in this situation other than being the artist that was there performing. So I'm not sure how that works. If anybody's listening, that's a lawyer or that understands the, the laws behind this, please give me a call. Also, you know, the, when you are performing, like you do have insurance. So I'm sure the venue has insurance yep. and I'm sure Glorilla and Finesse two times have had, you know, have a certain level of insurance as performers. So, um, you know, I, and I also don't think the family is wrong in suing because these were preventable deaths. And yeah. this venue apparently has been known as a death trap. Like it had already been dubbed that people have already considered this death, this venue in Rochester to be problematic oh. and somewhere that a stampede could happen. Now, let me tell you, I was in a situation in 2000 
at oh. the legendary tunnel in New York. Oh my I went gosh. To a Hash Money Millionaires concert, y'all. Oh my god. I had me gosh. a little tube top on, little shorts, little platform sandal. And me and my homegirl had worked our way up to the front. We were standing at the front of the stage and we was bopping and dancing, you know, while we're waiting for the show to start. The minute these brothers came on stage, the entire crowd rushed the stage and the stage was literally just like a platform on stilts. Like it wasn't um, like there was no front to it. So it was just like a thick piece of plywood. And so when they rushed the stage, they pushed us up against the stage and we were crushed against this piece of wood. And I remember my friend yelling, my sternum. Now at the time it sounded more like, my Because <laughs> everything happens in slow motion in them type of moments. And you know what I did? I went under the stage. Oh, that's, that's how smart. I survived. <laughs> that's smart. I went under the stage and turned around and like pushed my way through the crowd to get out. So I didn't even get to see the show. And while I was pushing my way through with the crowd to get out, dudes was grabbing the back of my tube top and pulling it down. And by the third dude, I turned and swung on him. So I also (laughs) fought my way out of the goddamn tunnel. Literally, literally. That's how you know I'm real hip hop. Yeah. (laughs) Fighting your way through the tunnel while Cash Money was doing uh, taking it back for the nine nine in the two thousand. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, yes. So. You know, for everybody going out there to concerts, make sure to just always keep your eye out on the exits and, you know, creating a safe way for you to um, move. And my mom went to a concert the other day and ended up fainting at the concert. And I'm looking at her like, why was you at a concert? (laughs) Mom turning up. What? And, uh, (laughs) too much. much. Well, that's it for Black Era News. Coming up, uh, we're going to talk about some calls because we played a clip. Of Krishan Rock speaking out about her toxic relationship. And I know that Krishan Rock is meant is a lot of people. Maybe not y'all listening, but your friends, your cousins, your sisters, etc. So I want y'all to hear this. And I wanted to hear what y'all thoughts were about it. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Shout out to you if you're listening on the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on the radio and you miss part of the show and you want to listen to older episodes, you can type in the Amanda Seal Show wherever you get your podcast and listen. And you can chime in on our conversations, too, that you hear. Because the phone lines, they open all the time. We tell you this every single day on the show at 855-AMANDA-8, 855-262-6328. So yesterday we played a clip of Kashawn Rock speaking out about her toxic relationship with Blueface and your calls relating to that. Oh, my God. Right now, we're going to check on the phone lines right now. Hey, Amanda, this is Andre. I was calling about the epiphany, and really there was no one thing that happened. It was a collection of events, things that had happened to me, negative things that would appear to have been done by other people to me. It appears that I was victimized, but essentially after the same thing happening over and over, you look inward and realize that you're the common denominator, and if you don't do something different, nothing will change. So uh, people... You know, quote unquote, did me dirty, but I put myself in a position uh, to allow that to happen. So uh, just things compounding over time, uh, making bad decisions, not speaking up for myself, not being my most authentic self. And the change was just deciding that I wasn't going to allow people to treat me any way anymore. And I was going to stand in my voice and stand in my most authentic self and say how I feel, say what I want and uh, move forward that way. So thank you for, for giving me a moment to share my story. Have a great day. You better testify. You better <laughs> testify right here on the Amanda Steele Show. Look at that, Nails. Look at that. That is so real. And shout out to you for being the realest one by being willing to say, I realized I was blaming everybody else. Me. Look inward. It's me. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah, Taylor. Oh. Yep. All right, coming up next, John Morant, Fat Joe, thoughts shared. We're going to talk about it on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. Nobody. 
Sasha, I'm Amanda Seals, and we are wrapping up. We got our last hour of the show going on. I uh, want to remind you that if you haven't checked out the Smart, Funny, and Black Productions residency, you should. My company, Smart, Funny, and Black, we have a residency every single year where we have folks work with us in the areas of graphics art, graphic arts, digital marketing, editing, and comedy writing. You get the opportunity to network with folks. You get access to master classes with industry leaders. You also get to build your own portfolio. So whether this is something that you just have a passion for or it's a career direction that you're trying to head in, we give you the opportunity to foster and grow that within the space of the Smart, Funny and Black Productions facility. When I say facility, I mean the world facility because we we don't have an office. Uh, But I will say this, what's been super dope is that we have found such great folks that every year I end up hiring folks out of our residency class. And so that could be you. So if you're interested, make sure you go to amandaseals.com and fill out an an application. It is due by March 31st and we are hoping to see you as a part of the next class of Smart Funny and Black Productions residency. Now, what do we got, DJ Nails, in the Black Era News Department? Or Fat Joe, who always speaks up and speaks out. Well, he may have been on to something as the fallout for the NBA star John Morant has begun. Mm. You knew there was going to be repercussions. I mean, there already had started to be repercussions because he was already like, you know, suspended. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how far this goes because, you know, they love to throw a book at a black man. They Mm -hmm. love it. I feel like these companies, they give the money, but then they can't wait for the opportunity to be able to get out of it, which is why you can't give them a reason. What else we got going on? So Diddy, well, he is another name that's been added to a list of names of these couple prominent black names in media to buy Paramount Global's BET. Hmm, interessante. Well, you know, Diddy has revolt, and uh, I think it could be interesting to see what happens if he decided to buy BET. Would it become Bevolt? Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Revolt. We have the Big Up Let Down coming at you. Big Up, Big Up. Let Down. And more, so don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Oh, also, before I go, remember to stay connected with us on social media at Seals Said It. If you're looking to follow us on socials, go to Seals Said It, and that's on the Twitters and the Instagram, so don't miss out okay that's that listen laugh and learn it's the amanda seals show welcome back to the amanda seals show i'm your girl amanda seals your favorite comedian and common sense specialist and this story is annoying to me i don't like it but tell the people what it is John Morant, well, the dominoes continue to fall for John Morant. Coca-Cola has recently decided to pull the Powerade um, ads featuring John Morant because of his suspension of after flashing the gun on Instagram and the drum. They reported that it's a 60-second ad that's been made private on all of his social media platforms, and they also wiped it from YouTube as well. This is on par for what they, just how you said last hour, well, just a few minutes ago, when a black man messes up, they got no problem pulling that money back. I really feel like this is going too far. Like for a country. Okay. So let me tell you why. Yeah. It was extra with him and the strip club with the shirt off and the gun. Okay. Right. But we live in a nation that is obsessed with guns Mm -hmm. and we live in a nation that is constantly putting guns in our faces and telling us that even our children being killed by guns is not important enough of a reason for guns to be taken out of the hands of the nation at large. So it's really hypocritical to me to then punish him in such a severe manner for something like brandishing a gun. And it's not like he was doing so in a like dangerous place. Now, there have been other scenarios that have been going on with him. Like I know he was talking. Apparently he got into an altercation with uh, with somebody recently. But I think that it's gotten really crazy where these companies will really go. the They really like try to hold a light and throw the book at brothers when they do something that is even the slightest bit outside of what they consider to be respectable. And that could be John Morant with no shirt on, showing a gun, or your man's um, Kyrie Irving, you know, sharing something that he's learning about, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. not even stating an opinion on it. Not even right. stating an opinion on it. Just sharing something that he's learning about. I think it's really kind of, um, it's it's really disingenuous. And it makes me say that their agents... And managers need to be looking at these contracts and writing these contracts up differently to account for these types of behaviors. 
to, and, and when I say these types of behaviors, I don't mean the behaviors of their players. I mean the behaviors of these corporations. You shouldn't be able to just throw us under the bus that quick just because something went a little left. And dare I say this real quick, because I'm thinking about this, as you just mentioned, the companies that want to yank money away from black men when they end up in a situation like this. I just want to think about companies who donate money to senators, right? Who vote against gun laws and go vote against gun legislation, but would be quick to yank from a John Morant who wins this situation because he brandished a gun in Instagram. That would be hugely hypocritical as well. So maybe doing some digging to see if Coca-Cola is one of those companies that donates to senators that vote against gun laws or vote for guns, you know? Remember where Coca-Cola is based. Atlanta. Thank you. So you know they are absolutely supporting senators that support gun laws because Georgia wants guns just like Texas. Okay. And that's a fact. So... That's my thoughts on that. Uh, Shout out to John Morant. You know, this is a hard lesson to learn. And the lesson learned here in this particular instance of this, I don't think the lesson learned is, oh, you know, I need to not act up. I think the lesson learned here is, oh, these folks will really just turn on you that quick. Mm -hmm. We was at a boardroom signing a contract and toasting the champagne. And that quickly they was like, oh, we don't know him. Mm -mm. I don't Mm. know you. And um, sideways. Anyways, coming up. There's a new person vying to buy the Black Entertainment Television Network, BET. We'll tell you who it is next on the Amanda Seals Network. <laughs> on the Amanda Seals Show. <laughs> the Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and uh, BET is apparently about to be up for sale. And there's some folks that have been putting their name in the hat saying they're interested, and we got a new one on the list. Yeah, and that name added to the list of Tyler Perry and Byron Allen, well, Diddy. So Paramount still hasn't, they're not talking to anyone directly yet, but Diddy is the latest one to make the move to want to buy majority share in BET if Paramount was to sell it. I think um, it would be interesting. You know, listen, one thing about Puff is he identifies talent. And if you're going to have a network, you're going to need to do that, right? You're going to need to be able to identify talent because you're going to need to fill those slots. And I think BET just really hasn't ever had someone at the helm who has like a creative eye or vision or who's like, um, who's really had a creative eye or vision beyond like their own little bubble. And for what it's worth, like Puff has been in the mix. Like Tyler Perry, for instance, is somebody who's interested in buying it. Right. But Mm -hmm. I feel like all we get to see from Tyler Perry is what Tyler Perry does. You know, like we haven't really seen, you know, what Tyler Perry considers to be talented outside of his own creations. And you can't do an entire network of Tyler Perry. This Remember, Oprah learned that couldn't do a whole network of Oprah. And even though that's what people claim they wanted, there's it's not how how. So of all the people, we've got Byron Allen. We've heard about Tyler Perry. Now Sean Puff comes. I, I'm actually, I would feel like Puff is the most uh, interesting one to me so far. How about you? Yeah, definitely. I, maybe he would merge Revolt and BET together. Maybe Bree Vault, maybe BET Revolt. Maybe even Brain Bat 106 apart for back in the day. I don't know. Ah, I mean, listen, the reboot. You know, era is still alive and well, so I don't see why it wouldn't. You know? And shout out to my homegirl, Free. She's in my home island of Grenada right now, so big up to Free. Big up to Free. All right, we got a big up let down when we get back, so keep it locked right here for the Big Up, Big Up Let Down at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda I'm Amanda Seals, about to head on out of here. Before I go, I want to remind you that the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, is up on all podcasting services as of today. The side effects of parents. That's the episode, side effects of parents. I know a lot of us are getting older. We're dealing with our parents and we're seeing some changes in how they interact with us and respect. And what do you have to expect from your parent when they come stay at your crib? You know what I mean? Is it their crib now? <laughs> like, listen, it's a dance, the dance. And I'm going to talk about all of it in side effects of parents. So make sure you go to wherever you get your podcasts and check that out. If you want to watch the episode, you can catch it every Thursday. It posts to YouTube at Amanda Seals TV, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And you can also, of course, watch it whenever. But that's when we do our premiere and I'm in the chat. We can talk in real time. 
So make sure you check out Side Effects of Parents, the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast. We talked about a lot of topics today right here at this show. We talked about the superintendent of an Iowa school district who literally told a teacher, I don't know if teachers can say slavery was wrong. That's scary. And we're going to talk about it. We also, you know, did our little two cents, put our little two cents in on what Angie Stone said about pride keeping D'Angelo from working with her again. What else did we talk about, Nails? Well, we talked about President Biden's his announcement on gun control and in the big up let down. Well, with the big up, we talked about Harriet Tubman replacing Christopher Columbus in Jersey Square. And you can always get in on these topics, too, man. Chime in at 855-AMANDA-8 anytime during the day or night at 855-262-6328 because the phone lines are always open. And on Thursday's show, we'll have all your Black Eared news plus the big up let down and a $5 million lump sum payment for each eligible black person could make San Francisco the first major city to fund reparations. I call cap until we see it. And we'll kick off a new segment of the show, Why You Should Care. I guess Jeremiah, like the Bible, he'll join us to tell you someone you should care about. So make sure you tap in tomorrow. (sighs) So much, so much was said. If you missed any part of the show, don't fret. Check out the latest Amanda Seals show podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Stay connected with us on social media at Seals Said It. Nails, anything you want to tell the people before we go? No, I'm good. You sound like a teacher right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I want to tell y'all? I did uh, I did an episode of Jason Lee's show on Revolt. We just talked about Puff Daddy, you know, maybe possibly oh, buying BET. Well, yeah, Hollywood Unlocks Jason Lee. He has a show on Revolt, and we did an interview that just went live on the YouTube today. So let's see if I made anybody angry. Because, you know, y'all love to get mad at things that I say, even <laughs> though I be saying it in good intention you know but whatever uh it was a fun time and shout out to jason for having me we had a really we had a three-hour interview nails damn three hours so if you're looking to build like a millennium falcon lego set and you want something to play in the background you got a three-hour interview that you can listen to <laughs> on <Damn>. youtube <laughs> probably took forever to upload that john all right y'all remember we are each other's business when we look out for each other we lift each other up so please stay safe i'll see you tomorrow the amanda seal show we up we up we up